0: boys and girls, to another episode of K-Fabe Comparisons. My name is Mr. Know-It-All, Daniel John Schaefer, and I am joined here once again by the king of the K-Fabe kickflip, Mr. Wex, breaking the loss, and Wex, how are we living today, bro? We're
1: living pretty good, besides this garbage weather we're having here in Nashville. Lots of rain, lots of gloom, but lots of good wrestling in the past few days. Lots of good stuff to talk about here, so I'm pretty excited for today's episode.
0: Yeah, man. Lots of stuff on the table, for sure. I am pretty excited about it. Uh, It's been kind of an eventful week uh, in the news and in the notes. Uh, We got some really good feedback. We got a a big spike in downloads for the Baker's Dozen last week. Uh, Thanks, Scott, for being on. It was an awesome episode. Um, Yeah, I I got a lot of positive feedback from it. What did you hear, bud? Yeah, lots of good things. Uh, Just like you said, I saw a spike in the
1: downloads. Lots of more engagement on the social media. it? It was a great episode. And I can't wait for that Scenic City uh, tournament coming up here soon.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a good time. I am super excited for it. Uh, Today's episode is a double uh, current event episode. It's Impact versus WWE. It's WWE's Elimination Chamber uh, from Saudi versus Impact's No Surrender uh, from this. uh, I guess it came actually from New Orleans, right? Yeah. It emanated from New Orleans. They
1: emanated in the suburbs
0: of New Orleans, as they said. Gotcha, just like, gotcha.
1: you know, just like A.W. will say the Chicago air, the greater Chicagoland area.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, the shows are something to talk about for sure. Um, but before we get to the meat and potatoes of the show, let's get to our favorite section. It's Wexley spills the tea. Fill up my cup, baby.
1: And, man, I got a whole 24-ounce of Arizona tea right now because we got a lot of stuff to crack into. And we're going to go start with WWE like we always do. And one of our all-time favorite wrestlers, most people from Tennessee's favorite wrestlers, AJ Styles, just signed a new deal worth $3 million a year.
0: Wow. Good for him, dude. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, so I'm, I'm awesome probably deal. guessing this will be his last contract. That's what he said probably. last time.
0: So. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Can you believe a wrestler said he wasn't going to wrestle anymore and then said, no, I'm actually going to wrestle? Can you believe that?
0: Yeah, it sounds crazy, right? I mean, how old is he now, though? Like 44 or something like that? 45? Uh, I think he's 43. He'll be turning 44. Okay. Well, I mean, whatever. He's still good, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, he hasn't (laughs) lost
1: a step. He'll be all right. No, he looks great. Speaking of contracts, one person's contract actually expired, and he did not resign, and that is
0: a person who should have been world champion, Cesaro. Cesaro the underutilized uh internet darling of the wwe for the past like 10 years i feel like it's been like 10 solid years where people have been like oh he's so good nothing's happening with him like yeah we know we know uh so he finally got fed up i guess and he uh decided to take his ball and go play elsewhere um naturally i think that everybody's gonna assume aew but i i don't know i uh not so fast my friend i i don't i don't I don't, I don't know if that's where he ends up. What do you think old uh, Claudio Costanello might end up? Well,
1: Claudio, since he doesn't have a 90-day no-compete clause because his contract just expired, he can literally show up anywhere at any time, which is pretty cool. And I would love to see him in AEW. You know, he has lots of good friends there, all of his buds. But he would be awesome in fucking New Japan.
0: Yeah, that's I, agree. Like
1: I think that That's like perfect because that's he doesn't one. need to talk much. He just needs to go kick fucking ass, and that's what he yeah. does.
0: Yeah, I think I think New Japan is the, is the spot for him. Um, yeah, hopefully that works out. Um, you know, I, I'm grateful for the time that we got for Cesaro, and I do think he's a phenomenal bell-to-bell wrestler, but I was never actually sold on him being a world champion, to be completely honest with you, just because I'm not sure if he can really carry that storyline aspect all that well. Again, I love his in-ring work. He's one of my favorite bell-to-bell wrestlers of the past decade, for sure. Uh, I just don't know if he... Really has a the whole lot of the charisma to like, keep the uh, to keep that those storylines going. But I'm excited to see where he ends up. Hopefully he proves me uh, wrong. And hopefully they should have
1: left Paul Heyman as his manager. And it yeah. fucking worked.
0: Could have yeah. worked. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah, I mean, or maybe he was just being held back and he actually is pretty, you know, smart and whatever and savvy and really charismatic. And it was just this this situation he was saddled with. Who knows? But I'm, I'm excited to see what happens.
1: Yeah. You know, who's not smart, charismatic or savvy at all? Who's that? That's Madcap Moss. No. No, and he got we're going to get into it later, into the injury, but somehow he is not injured from one of the most horrific bumps I've ever seen in my life.
0: It was oh, fucking yeah. horrible. It was And brutal. he's fine.
1: He's not injured at all.
0: Yeah, it's crazy.
1: At least they say he's not, but
0: he – He's okay. very lucky. He's Which very is lucky ins- kid. When that happened,
1: yeah. we'll get into it. It's crazy. Uh one more uh, other thing, WWE-related. Uh, former WWE stable in NXT, Hit Row, is now making their debut in GCW coming up soon as Hit Makers. So
0: yeah, I love that. They're
1: still keeping that same vibe, and their leader, the leader of Hit Row Hit Makers, it has just been reported that he was backstage at AEW Dynamite last
0: night. Yeah, it's no no surprise. I mean Shane Strickland. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah, I'm sure he will show star, up in GCW, so. of course, even if he does get signed to AEW because they allow their people to go around. But if he's right. backstage there, I mean, the deal is imminent, right? You think he's going to yeah. show – think
0: he's going to – I think gonna, so for sure. Okay. I, I think so for sure. I I, I don't see – I don't see how how he's not. I mean I, I think that he's – that that to me makes the most sense, especially looking at the other signings that they've signed uh, and the direction that they're kind of going. He's He makes the most sense as a free agent for sure.
1: Ah, Well, speaking of another free agent that we've been speculating on, if he's coming, he just kind of, he kind of slipped up in an interview online and it's kind of sort of confirmed, unconfirmed, Jeff Hardy to AEW.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I think that everybody saw that coming. I don't think that that's a big surprise or a cat that he like let out of the bag or anything. Um yeah, I mean, you know, there's no shock. I feel like Matt's kind of already said it, and like we just didn't quite and they've been, know. They've been setting knew, it up know. on
1: TV, basically doing the storyline. Even on BTE yeah. this week, they, uh, the Young Bucks, since they, they said they were, the, they're the only EVPS in Nashville, so you got to take a drug test,
0: Matt. You're
1: acting oh, erratic. You need to goodness. take a drug
0: test. Oh my goodness! Yeah. That's, uh, that's something. I don't know. They're
1: really landed in real heavy, real thick there, but of course it's gonna be awesome when he shows up, but it's no compete clause. It's not up until March the ninth, so expect him I would guess soon after that. Yeah. I don't know if they have any I, big I events so. coming up after that at that point. I know in May they announced double or nothing's coming back to Las Vegas, but that's kind of far away from March.
0: Yeah, double or nothing is yeah, I mean I I don't know. I I mean I, I think that like at this point, this is going to be one of those debuts, or like, you know, it's hard. It's hard with a guy like Jeff Hardy to call it a debut. It's like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, I feel like everybody knows him. He's been everywhere. It's like
1: a return, sort
0: yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. It's almost yeah. It's almost like a return, even though he's never been to AEW. If that makes sense, that's a great way to put yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. You you get the sense you catch
1: the vibe that I'm uh, laying yeah, down right there. Sure. Yeah. But uh, another thing was speaking with contracts, Brian Cage actually re-signed and extended his contract, which a lot of people didn't expect that because of you know the sort of like heat he was having or whatever. But apparently the heat is just a bunch of you know probably internet bullshit and it's not as that serious and doesn't go as deep as we think because they re-signed him, which I think is great because I love. I don't Brian
0: think Cage. I don't think that's what I I think that they I think AEW exercised the one-year option and decided to keep him for another year. I don't think oh, that okay. He, I don't think that he had a choice in the matter. I don't think he's necessarily asked for his release yet, but I think this is AEW oh, being like, oh, okay. this is your so there's move. Like We're going to pick up your it. option, but if you want to if you want to get released, you're going to have to come and ask for it. You know what I mean? Um, okay, so there's a. I see the other side. You're, you're spitting
1: to me right there. Okay, Yeah. that does so make we'll sense. See. So we'll see. I guess we will see what happens. And we were both right. We predicted it. The third man was indeed, in fact, Buddy Matthews.
0: It was, it was. As he well did it make his be. debut as the third man,
1: and yeah, it was a like really good Dynamite that happened on Wednesday, and dude, MJF promo of the year.
0: Oh my God, so good.
1: He, he, he cut a babyface promo. Yeah. Like, this man is on another, dude, MJF <laughs> is on a whole nother level. Like He's a beast, bro wrestling bro. is an art form, and he is mastering this art form at such a young age, it's just, it's insane. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he's really good. He's – I mean that dude no, is going to be a legendary, legendary star for years to come.
1: I've never seen someone that good this young.
0: Never. Never. Not this fast. No, never. He's yeah, just and like, so good.
1: yeah, he only gets better, which I think is going to happen. MJF, he's the shit. And I can't really think of anything too big on the news that I haven't covered. Any tea? Do you know anything I missed?
0: No, I think that that's – I mean that's that's about it from my side other than – the catastrophe that happened in Saudi Arabia. Jeez, and we'll so, go ahead and get into that bull. Let's jump shit. right into it, man. It was uh, this past weekend. It wasn't even a weekend, wasn't it? Was it Was it like on a Wednesday or something like that? No, Saturday, it was on a Tuesday?
1: Saturday. At oh, it was Saturday.
0: It was a Saturday. Saturday no, at 11, 11. a.m. Yeah, 11 a.m. Yeah, yeah, Saturday at 11. So it's like college football, I guess. Um yeah i don't know man listen i feel like these saudi arabia shows are always a shit show i just like i've come to expect something crazy bad is going to happen some like legendary level botch is going to happen and every single time they don't fail me and we get one um so let's jump right into it here um i thought they had a solid opening package better than the last few specials that we we'd seen um, I was not at all hyped to see Oldberg, um, but the package <laughs> itself was good. Um, we had Graves, Cole, and Saxon on the call. Kind of bummed not to have Pat McAfee on the show, but I get it. Um, it is what it is. Uh, so the opening match is Goldberg versus Roman Reigns, and I'm going to let you give me your overview of this one, man. What did you think about uh, Oldberg versus Roman Reigns here for the Universal Championship?
1: I'm glad you said Oldberg. That's literally my note. says Reigns versus Oldberg, and old is in all caps, but... I will say one thing, at least this match wasn't too long, and they didn't make Goldberg try to do too much. I mean, he still did the same fucking three moves he always does, but I guess right. he didn't get concussed and didn't try to do too many power moves that his old ass still can't do at this age. That he has, I guess he just now maybe realized that. But yeah, pretty much what you got, a couple spears, a jackhammer attempt that didn't happen, spear, then range just choked his ass out. It just fucking ended very quickly. It wasn't horrible, but it could have been much worse, so I gave it two beers.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I, I don't know. I, I I like the finish. I like the fact that it wasn't too long. It kind of it had to be a Goldberg style match, and that's what it was. Oh yeah. Um, so all that being said, it wasn't very good. Um, I gave it one and a half beers, uh, and hey. I like Roman Reigns a lot, but I gave it one and a half beers. Um, even he couldn't carry that pile of shit. So hey. Um and hey, we're yeah. close to one and a half my, my extra two was probably because they both walked out unscathed and okay that's true that's true even <laughs> though there was some kind of color on goldberg's head he hit himself somewhere i don't but know how the fuck he
1: did that because i saw that it's too I was so like, what
0: is uh, it's impossible to understand how that even happened um we got a decent ad for mania um and then another kind of commercial for their gear um Yeah, man, it's just weird to see how much of a branding machine this thing has become and so much. It's like less wrestling every day and more of like branding and entertainment every day. Uh, It's a little weird, but nonetheless, let's get into the next match here. It's uh, the Women's Elimination Chamber match. It's Bianca Belair, Dewdrop, Rhea Ripley, Nikki A.S.H., uh, Liv Morgan and Alexa Bliss. I felt like the opening of the match felt like a training session and the way they like both waited for each other and like fed into obvious choreographed spots. Uh, And it just got worse and worse. Um, Bliss and Ripley had the most chemistry for sure, but it wasn't great. Uh, Bel Air is definitely underutilized. They definitely need to keep her at the top of the card, but this was not a good way to do that. I think it was really bad. It felt really cartoony. The action felt real cartoony, Um, very Broadway show and no actual like aggression. Um, probably, probably the worst elimination chamber match I've seen. So I'll give it a swig of beer for putting Bel Air over and that's it. So a quarter of a beer, I guess, quarter beer for me. Um, where are you at on it?
1: Yeah. I mean, you kind of covered all the high points and the low points there. I mean, and one thing I'll go over, I mean, we always joke about like, oh, the progress in Saudi Arabia, like they, it's a major gear upgrade from going to wearing big t shirts and getting drinks thrown at you to, I guess they couldn't throw drinks at them while they were inside the chamber or whatever. But those outfits are a major upgrade. Like, And I, even though I'm sure they're trying to be less sexualized, those skin tight leather bodysuits are way more sexualized than whatever they wear normally, in my opinion. I was like, I agree. Whoa. I, I was agree. like, wow, Rhea Ripley. Wow, Naomi. You should yeah. always wear these outfits.
0: <laughs> my goodness. My but, uh, goodness.
1: Good decision to have Bel Air go over. I mean, because I want to see that rematch against Becky because that was bullshit how she lost the title. So I do agree with the story part there. And just only that, I guess I'll give it a beer.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's fair enough, I guess. Uh, At it's, least we it,
1: got the right person winning, but yeah, like you said, they did not go about it in the right way. And I, knew, I thought it looked weird, too. I didn't really think about it as training session, like you said, but that's definitely what it was. They were just out there like feeding like almost like i sort of like sometimes they would like duck before they even threw the punch
0: yeah it was just like like, timing was terrible very clunky not a good match at all on anybody's part really hey it Um, was still
1: better than women's war games
0: yeah maybe 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 because that one was pretty bad yeah either way i never want to watch either one of those again um, so let's keep it rolling here uh, on mine because I pay for like the premium Peacock or whatever. I got like a Bobby Lashley bio style hype package. Felt kind of ES- sisters in there. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> ESPN or like WC? I don't, I don't know. UFC. You don't I I don't, don't know.
1: you remember that I'm talking about though his sisters? No. The whole thing when he made his date when he came back. Oh to yeah, w- yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And yeah, then yeah.
1: actually Max Caster from a an AW from the acclaimed. Was like one of his fake sisters they brought out to the ring that was just oh dude goodness. dressed up as a girl always that's think hilarious. about that his sisters it was lashley
0: sisters man that's funny um yeah so after that we got the match between charlotte flair Sonya deville versus ronda rousey versus naomi uh man listen i'm all about the women's division getting more limelight right i'm like I'm i'm all about like i'm all about them pushing them but the booking has just got to be better than this, dude. It just has to be, I can't imagine anyone on earth wanting to see this type of gimmick match with Ronda Rousey's like arm tied, tied next to her. Really. It's not behind her back. It's just like tied to this, like rope belt and it's loose and it looks awful. And it's, it's just, it's yeah, dude, I don't know. This whole thing was really bad to me. Negative two beers, embarrassing level bad. Um, nothing good about this on any level. Um, Honestly, in this situation, too, it's like Charlotte Flair. Everything she does is, like, so serious. Like, she's just so serious in the ring. But this is just so goofy that, like, her seriousness made it even more, like, over-the-top goofy to me. Um, I don't know. Just felt bad. Negative two beers. What did you think about this one?
1: Yeah. I, I didn't go negative. I just went zero beers on it. And so much stuff about this match was just bullshit. Like, the Sonya Deville, when she comes up with her, you know, her arm... I'm sitting there with my girlfriend. I was like, oh, yeah, you know, she's going to pull out – she's going to randomly pull out her arm and sneak attack her or something. But then, like, instead of doing, like, a good match reveal where you're not actually hurt, she just, like, pulls it off and was like – and I was, like, waving her arm. Like, what the fuck? That's, like – instantly I was like, all right, yeah, this is going to fucking suck. Like, they didn't even, like, start off with anything cool like they could have. Ron – yeah, fucking sucked. Zero beers. I mean, the women really stunk it up in this pay-per-view. Sorry to say. I don't know if it's because the vibe is yeah, Saudi no, Arabia, bad. but they stunk it up, I guess. Let's keep it moving to It was bad. one of the most entertaining matches for other reasons.
0: Yeah, I mean, we got more Mania hype, and then commentary covered uh, the stupendous event. that kept pushing that word. It's buzzword of the day for sure. Uh, then we got a package for McIntyre and Moss, which was not good. The package was bad. Um, and then it was Drew McIntyre versus Madcap Moss. Um, it's kind of a shitty handicap match. Really? Um, yeah, with like it's like false their,
1: count anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, stipulation. With
0: Corbin. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, this should have just kind of made him a part of the match. It feels like it would have made more sense to me. It seemed lazy and dumb to just kind of have him in there so much and not have him part of the match. Uh, it's not like you're making him look good. You know what I mean? By saving him with, from a loss or whatever it is. not that doesn't, I don't know. Uh, all that being said, the work rate really was not bad surprisingly. And then uh, like the, uh, you know, the dome driver that, uh, that madcap moss took i mean a straight (sighs) header dude you gotta find that clip it's anywhere on twitter or youtube and they replayed it like eight times on the paper so many times and i was was just going (laughs) (laughs) it's insane it's like dude this is this dude's liability suit right here and you're just gonna show the replay of it like a bajillion times the dude's gonna wake up scrambled eggs walking back to the ring like (laughs) michael j fox and you guys are gonna get sued like it's gonna happen it's ridiculous why would you show it that many times my goodness. Uh, all that being said, man, I gave it a beer for effort from those guys because they did work their asses off. Um, but it wasn't a great match by any means. Um, so, yeah, one beer for me. Where are you at on it? That's funny. I, uh, my rating literally says two beers for the effort. Yeah, there you go.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's it's literally like for the effort. And like you said, dude, that reverse Alabama slam, like I've never seen anyone take that move like that. And he just he, he's he's the, he's the reason he, he hurt himself. Yeah. I don't understand why he took it like that. And then one of the most dumb things at the end of the match, Drew McIntyre picks up his sword, and I'm like, This is a no DQ. Like, why don't you just start fucking using your sword, but then he like holds the sword up and then does the claymore and I'm like, What the fuck is going on here, dude? Like this is so fucking stupid. So two beers for the effort and getting spiked at the dome, but the sword was fucking
0: dumb, like (sighs)
1: fucking uh, you know
0: vince mcmahon's fucking stupid okay and the actual gall to put mcintyre and moss on the main card but have miz and the cover of your new video game ray mysterio jr on the pre-show like that just uh, then you give us mad cat moss is a pre-show guy yes absolutely and then we get like this cryptic partnership tease with the miz um and you know when i saw uh, now we know better now we know what's pretty much what's going on but at the time when i saw this i was i was like i swear to god if cody Rhodes left AEW just to team up with the miz at wrestlemania i'm i'm done i was like i, I was like i will stop watching WWE i will i will just stop like i'm not not putting myself through it anymore luckily that's not happened quite yet um we're going to kind of see what happens but um Yeah, man. I don't know. It was, uh, it was a weird promo. The match here is Lita versus Becky Lynch for the raw women's championship. I was really hopeful for this one. Um, and Lita was just really rusty. Um, Lynch is not definitely not carrying matches like she used to either. Like I genuinely believe like it looked to me like Lita's cardio just wasn't where it needed to be. Cause like her execution wasn't bad. She just felt like she was a step behind the whole match. Like, um, And so, so it it really good. It could just be ring rust. I'm not going to go out and say like, oh, she's lost it. She doesn't have it anymore. I think it was just like maybe nerves and that's a long ass flight to come out of retirement for and have a wrestling match. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot going on there. Um, I don't know. And then, you know, the thing with Becky too, is I feel like her, she's getting slimmer and slimmer. And so it's hard for me to suspend my disbelief when she was like, she was so much more muscular before. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I felt like it made it was more believable before. I feel like just physically, um, so it's just I don't know. It, it, it missed me. I mean, Lita's just bigger than she is, it, and so it's it's hard for me to like really take Becky Lynch as like this threat, like this heel threat to somebody when she's so much smaller than the most of her opponents. Um, yeah, so I don't know. Not not a great match, uh, but honestly, the bell to bell thus far throughout the entire show. This was the best match thus far on the show, and I gave it two and a half beers. So almost three beers, still a little bit below average for me. Um, where are you at on it?
1: Yeah. Uh, I kind of have the same note. Like, Lita looked like she hadn't wrestled a full match in years. Like, you just, yeah. you could just tell. It just, yeah. And just like you said, Becky Lynch fucking sucks as a heel, and she sucked ever since she came back from her hiatus and it was not good. Like, she did not carried the match well like she should have in this instance and there's some sloppy transitions there just some overall moves that just didn't look good and I agree with everything you said like she just doesn't look doesn't look the part anymore and it just and it shows yeah. in the ring maybe that I don't know if that affected the way she works cuz she's not used to being this size or whatever kind of like you've mentioned before but I will say she did sell the twist of fate a lot better than Charlotte did which yeah Got to give that to her, but dude, production really sucked in this match too. like horrible cues. They missed Lita's moonsault completely. That really took it out for me. So yeah, I only gave it a beer. It really pissed me off. I wasn't a fan of
0: it. Wow. Okay. Pretty low, pretty low ball there. Um, let's keep it going, man. Let's keep it rolling here. We got a a cool package for the undertaker for his hall of fame induction. I'm sure we're going to get another massive bio special, which I will watch. Um, I always do watch those things um supposed to be a tag title match that they just cut out all together and that really sucks um there was like a war raiders and then usos thing i was supposed to be a match which i or viking raiders whatever they're called now um the raiders versus the usos was supposed to happen it i feel kind of bummed that it didn't happen because i feel like that definitely would have been match of the night bell to bell um but, yeah, then we got a package for Rollins, which was dope. Um, I genuinely believe that Rollins and Reigns are the two best things about WWE today, for sure. Um, the overall package for the Chamber main event was good. Um, hopefully, this will save an otherwise bad show, is what I wrote. It <laughs> did not. Um, it did not. So, uh, the match is Bobby Lashley, AJ Styles, Riddle, Austin Theory, Seth Rollins, and Brock Lesnar. This version of the chamber is just so sterile and generic Dude, that it, it doesn't. Yeah, it sucks. Like there's it, – it's just so bland. Like, Without the just,
1: metal grates and having mats yeah. outside the ring, it just makes – it's like yeah.
0: what? Yeah. Like, what do we I get that you're trying to protect your, your your talent, so I would argue just don't do it all the time maybe. You don't have to do an elimination chamber all the time.
1: And that's how it used uh, to be.
0: Yeah, and then you can just you know kind of have them in there when you need them and – the guys know that they're going to get the hell beat out of him. And that's just something that needs to happen. Um, Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Totally sucks. The open with Seth and Austin was probably the best actual wrestling. And then of course the pod bomb where he just takes out Bobby Lashley with Austin theory, definitely a botch by the way, definitely was not supposed to happen. I know a lot of people are like, Oh, you know, poor bad booking. Like dude, this whole match, was ruined because of that spot. Like that was not supposed to happen. He was not supposed to get hit in the, in in the pod. I don't even think he was supposed to lose the title. Um, yeah, I mean the whole thing went crazy. Lesnar just kind of comes in, fives everybody, and then just beats the shit out of Theory for a while. I don't know. I mean, the fact that they called it on the fly, I gave it three beers to be in the middle. Um, but i feel like that's very generous because the actual story and the booking i don't know i don't maybe it was good because we didn't get to see it um it didn't happen so i don't know man it, it's wild to see a car crash happen like that and just to see those guys try to put it all on the on the fly and see how like you know, when we had guys like Austin and Rock, Like they would call it in the ring. Taker would call it in the ring. I feel like a different generation of wrestlers would have had a significantly better match here than these guys. And I like a lot of these wrestlers. I'm not trying to bury anybody. I mean, I love Rollins. But the fact of the matter is, like, these guys didn't. Once once that plan changed, they went down. Like, none of them stepped up to save the match except for Brock. And at that point, he was like, well, I might as well just. I don't get paid by the hour. I might as well just go in here give everybody my finish and go home. Um, and that's what he did. And so I am going to at least in the middle for that. Uh, yeah, I'll go three beers on it. What'd you think about this main event?
1: I'm almost there with you. I mean, and I was kind of hoping that Cody would be a surprise intro in the chamber. And then yeah. when the Bobby Lashley thing happened, I was like, Oh, so are this like planned, even though I know it was a botch. And then I was like, what? Like it just kind of made Bobby Lashley look weak and lame, honestly, because it didn't even look that bad. It just And people are saying he was already working with an injury and all this other bullshit, so whatever really happened, like, if it was a work and that was part of the match and it was supposed to happen, that was fucking stupid because it just made him look weak and made him look lame, which I now, you know, we know that it probably was not like that, but in the possibility it
0: was, fuck that, it was done. There's no way it was. Nothing, nothing happened that made any WWE style sense, which I know it sounds ironic in, in itself. After except that except nothing. as soon as Brock Lesnar came out, I knew what was
1: going to happen. Like as soon as he kicked open the pod and came out, I was like, oh, he's yeah, just but that was fuck, definitely on the fuck fly. Everybody
0: up. He definitely called that. It just decided to do that. Like he just decided to do that. And
1: that was um, also lame because it's like, honestly, like once he it, now when Brock Lesnar enters a match, He's. I'm like, oh, he's gonna fucking win. Like you, you oh, know yeah. he's gonna win. Yeah, 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 so, yeah, 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 yeah. And the F5 bump, I get what they were going for, but like it looked he, terrible. The way he took, but the way he took the bump, he just jumped down onto his yeah. feet. It just did not look good at all. And I was like, oh
0: god. But I get what they were trying to go. I don't know how else he could have taken that bump. To be honest with you, like I kept, I kept thinking about it. It's like, I mean, the only thing he really could have done was rotate all the way back and take a flat back off the pod onto the floor. Yeah. Uh, it's a mat, though. It doesn't matter, bro. That's a fault. I mean, come on. That's, I mean, off the top of the pod, a flat back on the top of the did pod. It. Of Jeff Hardy, his age,
1: would have did it is all I'm saying. But I gave it two and a half beers. Overall, not good. Probably one of the worst elimination chambers ever on the men's and the women's side. Just oh, garbage. Yeah. This
0: is the worst elimination chamber event, period, of all time. This is easily the worst show of the year so far. Um, I'm including some GCW shows that we've covered in this. It's the worst show. It's the worst show I've seen. Oh, yeah, hundred
1: percent This is the least fun I had watching a wrestling show. I was like, all right, is this thing gonna be over
0: soon? Then once the the main event came out, I was like, All right, all right, we're we're getting closer. We're getting closer. Yeah. Yeah. So um I wanna be done talking about this event because it was that bad. Well let's move on over. It's Impact No Surrender 2022. Uh, it emanates from the New Orleans – greater New Orleans area, excuse me. Probably the parishes, <laughs> um, if you will. Uh, we got a weird-ass Star Spangled Banner open. They did like a weird harmony-type type version of it. Wasn't for me. Um, yeah, anyway. But later um, we found out those are Mickey James's friends, so cool, that's cool, why cool. they Whatever. Did it. I still don't care. Did not like. Um, yeah, we got a decent little opening package there, though. It was pretty good. Uh, and then the match here is Chris Bay versus Ace Austin versus Jake something versus Speedball Mike Bailey. Uh, the match started off hot. Jake something is definitely a star. Um, he looks great. He's got a good persona, and he's pretty decent on the mic, too. That We'll see that later. I love that everybody kind of got their shine in the match. The transitions were seamless. It was really well put together. Uh, great tempo, great chemistry. I think that this was a breath of fresh air after ha- having watched um, – the Elimination chamber earlier in the day. So I rated this one very high. Maybe it's just because it was the first like real good wrestling that I saw all, all day. Uh, and I get it four and a quarter beers. I really, really enjoyed this match. I thought it was a great four way. I think it was a great way to put Jake something over. And I don't feel like anybody got hurt. Uh, I will say this though. From what I've seen of speedball, Mike Bailey, I think he's good, but I think he's overrated. I feel like everyone talks about how he's like amazing. I don't see amazing in that guy. I just, I, I it's a personality thing. I think he's great bell to bell, but I can just tell by the, his facial expressions and his – he almost says that Ricky the Dragon steamboat baby face thing. And he looks at the camera a lot, and I really don't like that as a baby <laughs> face. Like I don't know why it bothers me, but he just looks at me, and He's got this shit-eating grin like, hey, guys, did you see him do that cool thing? I don't know. I just – I don't know. he I, I don't i don't like him. I don't like him. Don't like his face. Um, I love speedball. So, uh, I, don't li- I don't like his face. Uh, four and a quarter beers. What do you think about this match?
1: I thought it was very, very good, too. I gave it four beers. I thought it was very fun. Like, it was a good opener. It was exciting, fast-paced, and everybody looked good in this match. There wasn't a weak link here. Right. Sometimes in these matches, you have, like, the one guy, like, ah, oh, he kind of sucks. But, like, it's one of those matches where, like, you're like, dude, every guy is awesome, and I don't really care who wins. So you can't really be let down in that situation. And especially, I said, Speedball Mike Bailey and Chris Bay looked really good in this match. And I know I, I know what you just said. And, dude, I also like Jake something. I like his contrast of, like, his strength, power-based yeah. stuff, but still moving just as quick as the, yeah. you know, I was going to say cruiserweight Velocity. guys, but as the X-Division guys. But he fit in there really good. And I think that uh, match against him and Trey McGill is probably going to be fantastic. Oh, it's gonna Maybe something it. like him versus Steve Macklin, but way, way better. Yeah.
0: I mean, honestly, Steve Macklin, I think, is, like, a crazy in-ring guy. I don't think that... I don't know. To me, Steve Macklin is like the indie version of hardcore Holly. Uh, oh,
1: yeah, that's a that's a good comparison. He's no like, personality, but he'll he'll whoop your ass in the Yeah,
0: line. yeah, yeah. And you and you believe it. Like I believe that I believe that when he gets in the ring with people, he's he can he can beat the hell out of them. I I believe that. Um, but yeah, I'm almost right there with you though. Four beers, fucking great opener, fantastic X division style match. Definitely, definitely. We got a package for Eric Young, which was pretty cool and pretty well produced here. Thought it was very nice. And uh, then the next match here is Jonah versus Black Taurus. Um, it's uh, I, I noticed the commentary stole our line straight up and did the whole it's big, meaty men slapping meat. Yeah. Uh, and I thought that was good stuff. Um I don't know what Aiden English is going by in as his persona here, but in, in impact, but it's it's great. I love it. I think he's actually a really good commentary. He's just going guy. by his
1: real name. It's Matt, uh, whatever.
0: Oh, okay. It's good stuff. Anyway, I thought that him and Tom Phillips, who, whatever his Hannigan or Hannah Flan or whatever his name is, <laughs> uh, Camoflam or whatever it is. I don't know. Those two guys were great on commentary. I thought they were a really good team. And honestly, it felt very them on commentary added a level of production to me. It, it felt very, uh, very pro, um, yeah i don't know man this match though sometimes two big guys is kind of the worst kind of match but this one held its own it was a solid tempo really good bumps big impactful stuff not match of the night but definitely above average for sure uh, i gave it three and a quarter beers um so slightly above average what do you think about jonah versus black taurus here
1: all right we got a winner right here three and a quarter beers also for me and i thought it was great it was the yeah. athletic hoss versus the lucha hoss it was
0: yeah, like very good
1: a combo of power moves but like Taurus was still doing some like decently cool high flying stuff. And then Jonah, anytime he does anything remotely coming up off the ropes, it's going to be gnarly. And that crucifix bomb was really fucking sick by Taurus. I mean, honestly, I think Jonah is an awesome big man. who's highly underrated. And I think if he continues on this path, maybe we'll see him in some bigger main event spots. I could definitely see him going for the world title or something like that. But yeah, an above average hard hitting singles competition right there. Three and a quarter beers for me.
0: Yep, I enjoyed it for sure. Uh after the match we got Jake something with a promo on the X Division, Trey Miguel kind of interrupts and they become buddies. Um then Ace Austin and Fulton kind of come in and blah 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 be the heels. It sets up a tag match. Kind of random, but I like that Impact is kind of like I like that they're really trying to do more. They're trying They're trying to be what WWE was let's say 10 or 15 years ago, which is fine with me. Um because WWE's not doing it anymore, um, and so I, I, I don't mind somebody kind of filling in that classic WWE style void, um, and I think that they're trying to do it w- here with the storylines and stuff. And I maybe it can they can turn the corner, because um, honestly the performance from everybody here was decent. Like even in the in the promo, I mean, like everybody. Was,
1: Trey McGill was the weakest
0: of all the. Performances, Trey McGill was the weakest. Say. Dude, I'm sorry, but that dude is just straight up like. Ricochet Jr., man. He just – he looks like him. He, he, even the way he talks, I mean it's, it's – he's, he's, he's
1: still better promo than Ricochet. I'll, I'll give him that though. Yeah,
0: Ricochet. Ricochet's really
1: tough. bad. But just the way he was talking, like everybody else just sounded natural, and he just kind of had like this forced – I don't know. It just wasn't all the way there.
0: He's it wasn't not there all yet. the way there indeed. Uh, the next match here though is Eric Young versus Jay White. Um, It was a quick start, and its it's – I I feel weird about Eric young. Maybe it's because his, his career has been so long that it's sometimes it's hard for me to see Eric young as a serious wrestler. Um, just because he's been such a comedy guy for so long. Um, but he is a very good worker. I mean, and when he's being serious, it's like, I know that's a personal mental hangup because he's not performing poorly. But it's still hard for me to personally get into it. I felt like the match was good, great work, good back and forth. Jay White sold like a madman, which always makes the most massive difference. There was definitely some massive bumps in there too. That the pile driver on the apron specifically was a little wild. Thought the match was really good. Um, the finish was a little wonky. It could have been better. Um, didn't really kill the match, but I don't know. I felt like it was really good, not great. Hard for me to get into Eric Young as a serious heel guy, but it is what it is. I gave it three and a half beers. So I did like it a little bit more than the Jonah and Black Taurus match, but it wasn't quite great. Above average, but not great. Uh, Three and a half beers for me. What do you think about it?
1: Wow. I kind of have some of the similar uh, notes to you as the reason why I didn't rate it a little bit higher. And I actually only gave it three beers right in the middle. And it's because of the poor choice of opponent for Jay White yeah, I just do not think, like you said, it he's still a great solid work rate. Right? Like they didn't not like everything was executed good. It was just like kind of underwhelming seeing him go up against fucking Eric Young. Like there's so many great opponents of yeah. impact that he could be going up against. And just like you said, the promo they had Eric young trying to push him as a serious wrestler. He's like, oh, I've earned everything. And I'm like, dude, all when I think of Eric young in impact, I'm thinking of him dancing with the crowd running around yeah. the Orlando impact zone. Like that's just what comes. I to think my of mind. him
0: like trying to remember when he used to like do the, almost like the Ric Flair thing where he would walk down the aisle and he'd like slap his shoulders and he would like just try to lock up with every like random fan or whatever. Like he would just like, Oh yeah. Just everybody on the guardrail. Like, I don't know that to me is like what sticks out the most to me. And or when I, when he I, was like the intergender tag team champion, yes, uh, like, yes,
1: so yeah. I just – it's he's just not a – I just can't see him in this serious role, even though he's a great wrestler. Yeah. And this match was – I don't know because the other – the first two matches were more high pe- – like quick, fast-paced. This was just a little bit slower, like almost kind of like a WWE style just with some stiffer bumps and yeah tossed in the mix. I don't know. It just – it didn't hit didn't hit right for me. So I only went three beers right in the middle.
0: Three beers right in the middle. Let's keep it rolling here. Uh, we got an Ace Austin um, – promo asking mike bailey to kind of join up oh, yeah. um i do appreciate again that impact is like you know kind of leaning more into the storylines was underwhelmed by speedball mike bailey's promo skills he's very canadian uh, by the way here in, yeah during clearly the promo. um yeah he's something um <laughs> he's something okay yeah so the match here is look diana perrazzo versus miranda alice Alize. Uh, Alize, excuse me, for the Ring of Honor Women's Championship. It's an open challenge. There's no hype or any kind of uh, help on commentary to kind of even tell us who this person really is. So unless you're like a deep fan, um, you probably don't I mean, you don't know this I name mean, off the top of your
1: head. They I would explained say. the best they could who she was. They just said that she was in the finals of the Ring
0: of Honor World Women's World Championship tournament. And that's super underwhelming. Crowd didn't know her at all. No one cared about this match in, in, in the building. Um, she had no facial expressions whatsoever. None at all. Um, yeah, it's like, it's hard to, it's hard to explain. Like, I feel like the spots were executed well, um, but not right. I, I don't know how to, I don't know. It It's like it, spots fell out of order. Like it felt like you, were, you would have a big bump that led to like a smaller bump or like, uh, I don't know. It just, it, it just, it felt like the performance. Okay. It felt like performance was good, but the spots weren't, if that makes sense, like what was booked or what was laid out wasn't good. Like they performed it well. It just wasn't, it didn't make sense. It didn't flow right. Like it just felt weird. Um, I don't know. It wasn't for me. Um, wasn't a bad match, but I definitely felt disappointed considering like, I, I mean, I think Deanna Peraza pound for pound is one of the best wrestlers in the world, period woman or man. I think she's phenomenal. And I don't, it just, I don't know. I was pretty underwhelmed by the match, disappointed by the match. I gave it two and three quarter beers. So almost three, but just enough to be, uh, below average to me. Um, where are you at on this one? I'm literally just slightly above you. I did go three beers and,
1: I did like the choice of opponent and everything, but that I I do agree with what you said. Like the execution, like I like the kind of the chemistry between the lucha and the technical style, but like you said, the spots weren't really going in order. Like you, like you know, you're yeah. supposed to build up to the big move. Yeah, just,
0: yeah, it's, just it's, it's, logical it's, it's wrestling like, the almost like, kind of like, a, like like a sequence of spots. And you know you would like it'd be it'd be like two, you know two arm drags, a hip toss, a body slam, and then like a power bomb or whatever, right? And it's yeah. almost like they went power bomb into a hip toss into an arm drag, and it's like, I mean, they did it all right, but yeah. it just and felt and they did weird. Cool, you
1: know, some cool reversals and stuff there, but I yeah. understand exactly what you said. It Just kind of backwards in the order of what yeah. you normally would do it, but yeah. like you said, still executed really great. I mean, I don't know much about uh, Alize, but you know, maybe. If you see some more from her, she'll probably maybe impress us a little bit more, but still pretty, I mean, pretty good match. And Deanna perazzo I mean, she never disappoints, so I don't think this could be too bad just because you got Perrazzo in the ring.
0: Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I like Perrazzo a lot. Hopefully she bounces back after this match for sure. Uh, in the back, we got a uh, Chapel Heart, uh, which is that singing trio promo with Mickey James that felt super awkward and bad. Yeah. Uh, and then with Chelsea Green in there, too, I genuinely felt slightly embarrassed, like watching this for everybody on the screen. It just felt so tense because it was so awkward. I was uh, like,
1: Here, My low budget country music friends, Come uh, do some bad acting on <laughs> wrestling uh, <laughs> and she was and trying to, like, like they are doing it
0: and knowing like you can almost like tell that they know that they're, they suck and they're just but they're just trying to get through it. And it's just awful. Um, yeah, it was just not good. We got a package for Jordan Grace versus Matt Cardona. Absolutely loved it. So hype. Um, I'm gonna say this and I don't care how much heat it gets me. Matt Cardona is probably my favorite thing about pro wrestling right now. Um he's in the top five right now. I'd say that my, like in my top five, my, Matt Cardona, uh MJF, um, and Seth Rollins. Those are the three, like for I'd say Matt Cardona is like all of the independents. And then AEW for me is MJF. And then WWE for me is Rollins. Those three guys are like the anything they do right now. I want to see it all of it. I want to see all, all of what they're doing. Uh, And this match was awesome. Um, Yeah. I mean, I'm convinced at this point too, that uh, no one does the WWE style, main event style better than Matt Cardona, including WWE. Like, WWE hasn't even isn't even doing it the way he's doing it. Um, And that's kind of always been the gripe on this guy is like, oh, well, he's not really a wrestler. He's more of a sports entertainer. He's a WWE guy. And it's like if you hated WWE at its very best, which to me is absolutely impossible. If you still consider yourself a wrestling fan, then maybe you don't get him. But like he's a great storyteller and a solid wrestler. Like I'm not going to say that he's a five star technician on the mat, but he's a solid wrestler and he's a great storyteller. Um, he knows how to get over it as a heel or a baby face. I loved it. I thought the match was great. I even liked the non-finish. I thought it was smart. I liked the booking. I liked the continuation of this because I think that they're both, they they have really good chemistry in the ring. Um, and honestly, the Gresham maybe connection that will lead there with Chelsea Green is like a little tag that like, that could be super cool. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I like that the fact that continued the storyline. I really enjoyed the match. I get it four and a half beers. It's my highest rated thing on either show so far.
1: Okay. So, I did not go quite that high, but I did go 3.75 beers. Okay. And, dude, sure. Impact really knows how to do intergender matches, and yeah. especially with Jordan Grace. Like, she – honestly, Killed her it. intergender matches are better than her matches with women. Like Definitely. She, Definitely. She kills it. Yeah. And, dude, and they make it believable. Like, she gets like she gets enough offense in to where it's like, oh, she can actually win, and she's just, like, not completely getting her ass kicked the whole time. Like, you know, some people do intergender matches where you just fuck them up, and, like, they – just work it, great Matt Cardona. Like you said, he's such a good fucking heel. God, just, he's so good. Ah, I love just punishing her. Like anytime time he get the offense in, he was just so like menacing with it. But then he would do some cowardly heel shit. Just like right after that, just he's so good. I yeah, agree with everything you were, you were just saying about him. Like there's no reason to keep up, uh, you know, singing his praise much more. But honestly, when some of the stuff Jordan Grace was doing in the ring, like and the her, her body type and the way she moves, it reminded me of a. Uh, john silver from the dark order yeah i like that actually i like that comparison like I think that they have that similar, Their body frame you know, like and they're both powerhouse bodybuilder frame yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that powerlifting type frame oh, yeah
0: totally and yeah. she was running i agree completely those, like
1: fucking quick uppercuts and i was like yeah. yo it's a female john silver out here running yeah. around
0: yeah it was good i mean yeah and she those are so tight too man like she's underrated as a wrestler for sure like Honestly, it sucks because I feel like she does kind of take a step backward to wrestle some of the other women. Like she's definitely on par. Um, Yeah, I don't know. It's very believable. She's very believable, and she's really good at selling. She uses her face really well.
1: Oh, yeah. She has really fucking good facial expressions. I think I actually put a picture of her facial expression on the little uh, thumbnail picture for the podcast.
0: It's so good. coming out. It's so good. It's so good. I'm super into it. Uh, Let's keep it rolling here. Let's keep the show rolling. We got a good pace, good tempo going here. Um, We got Tasha Steele's promo in the back. She does not have good tempo. Um, She is not good on the mic. Uh, She's overrated, period, to me. Um, But, yeah, didn't like the promo at all. Then we see uh, Edwards laid out, and we'll get to that. Uh, But then we got a package for uh, G.O.D. The rule is the Destiny versus the Good Brothers. Um, And then we get the match here. It's two of the best tag teams in the industry for sure. Um, it's a hot start and it turns into a brawl pretty quickly, which is what to be expected. You know, you're not going to see G one Carl Anderson in a match like this. You're going to see haymakers and clotheslines and body slams and that kind of thing. Especially with the story. Um, Yeah. Which is great. And honestly, it was great. Like I'm not, I'm not a big brawl guy. Like I don't, I don't, but this made sense to me. There's, I mean, it's impossible not to understand this storyline too, because of how long, I mean, we're talking about almost 10 years in the making of, these guys not ever wrestling and always kind of being around each other, which is wild. Um, Yeah. And there were some high impact bumps in there, some really clever spots, but mostly just, you know, hanging and banging, uh, which is what these guys do best. Very good tag match. Really enjoyed it. Some really good false finishes, some really good double knockdowns and let the crowd breathe. Um, some big spots, like some, some things that tag wrestling is kind of missing nowadays. This, this almost felt like a late nineties, early two thousands tag match. And I mean that in the best kind of way felt almost like a, like an APA versus Dudley's type match, which yep. is, which is awesome. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. It, it was really, really good. I think it's important to see tag matches like this too. Cause you don't get to see them that often uh, anymore. Cause honestly, there aren't really that many big man tag teams around right now. Um, it was really good. I get it four and a half beers. I really, really, really liked it. Um, love this. I mean, and how important the story was to it. Um, makes perfect sense. Love seeing the old, the old good brothers, uh, back in, you know, bullet club for life. I think that's really cool. I like the idea of making God like a, a just a traveling baby face tag team too. I think there's a lot of meat on the bone there. Um, wouldn't be surprised seeing them in WWE soon, to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens there with that. What do you think about this tag match, man?
1: Dude, I thought it was really fucking sick. I didn't go quite as high as you, but I was really close. I went four and a quarter beers, and I just think it's really like funny the contrast. Like God has this sick ass fucking awesome theme song, and then the Good Brothers come out to just mega mega butt rock. Like the it's like a biker, like
0: biker butt rock.
1: But that that's That's the biker. Oh, that's the butt rock crowd right there. That's like the dads, like the biker, biker dads. Biker
0: butt rock, yeah.
1: Yeah, biker butt rock dads, and dude just like you said the hard hitting the aggression the intensity all work for like the how deep the history is here in the story and just very fucking stiff stuff like the japanese influence was heavy they were fucking each other up like on those all the chops and strikes like really crazy and then there was like a hip toss and they said a neck breaker but i think that was just a botch pretty sure
0: it was a botch but they just, no, I think it was a Billy Gun. I think it was that thing that he used to do, you know, where he would, like hip toss you and grab you in and like. Oh,
1: yeah. It, well, thing. just the way it. They just didn't execute it. Yeah, yeah. Like it just wasn't. weird, yeah. It wasn't. But it wasn't they did have fun. some other cool reversals, like the stun gun. Like the boat. They both went for yeah. the stun gun, which is his move, and then he reversed it into like that crossroads thing. It was good, yeah. Fucking sick. Good story. The Jay White turn, The everything about it. I'm intrigued to see where this leads because Tony Khan's been talking about something. Like some more for Forbidden Door type shit, and if we got this going on there with them showing up in AEW, are we gonna get like a big Bullet Club versus former Bullet Club like Ultimate Battle type of thing? Maybe a blood and guts, maybe something real cool like
0: that. Well, I mean, maybe, or we could just—I mean, Kenny's been out for a while. We could—I mean, what happens if Adam Cole wins the title and we get like an Adam Cole, um, you the know, Red Adam Cole Red Dragon or undisputed? What what do they actually called now? Are they have a, do they have a do they have a, a name? They're just Red Dragon right now,
1: cause they're Red Dragon's just like kind of part of the elite, but not really. But there's I'm ready to see some Good Brothers, GOD, and all them cross over together and do some crazy shit, cause it'd be awesome. Pretty cool. So I guess uh, yeah, that'd be cool. So the next match is I don't know why the placement on the card here. I guess it's the yeah. Women's Championship,
0: but yeah. bad
1: placement on the card here for Mickey James versus Tasha Steeles. And I'll let you get let you ride on in there.
0: Um, I didn't like this match at all. Uh, it wasn't for me. I, I felt like they didn't uh, execute anything well. I think that Mickey James lately is very hit or miss. Um, she's either really good or pretty damn bad. And, and this was n- bad. Um, and honestly, it felt like she was tr- like it felt like it was bad because she was leading the match. And it just wasn't there. It never there was no continuity. And it felt like it almost felt like she's the baby face. But she's pouring on heat the whole – I mean, it felt like she just beat the shit out of her the whole match. That's what it felt like. And it's like, you're the baby face. Steeles never felt like a credible threat. It just wasn't – it was bad. It was bad booking. The flow of the match wasn't good. Tasha Steeles got no shine. It made her just look really weak, and I don't really feel like it helped Mickey that much. So I I gave it a beer and a half. Uh, What did you think about this one?
1: I mean, it wasn't horrible. But it wasn't very good either. Right. I mean, it was right. still better than uh, yeah. Becky Lynch and whatever on the last pay-per-view, in my yep. opinion. I yep. thought it was better than that, but uh, just never really picked up. And like you said, she just beat the shit out of her. Like, stills that didn't really get much offense, even though she was playing the hill at the beginning, talking shit into the camera like, oh, hey, Nick, at home, like, and yelling all that shit. But then... Her actions did not correlate with the character she was trying to portray at this point. Like yeah. she was supposed to be the badass, and she's getting her ass whooped for the entire match. So, just didn't, just like you said, just didn't really work. Too much interference, too much Gaga, too much bullshit. I went two beers. Like I said, better than uh, Becky Lynch, but not that good.
0: Yeah, definitely not very good. Um, we got a package for Moose and Morrissey after that. Uh, package was look pretty pretty good actually. It was nice high package, really well done. Um, I'm hoping the the Bell to bell in the ring kind of matches that crisp production. Um we got Myers on commentary. He's out on commentary. I don't like I don't like that. I don't like that he's been placed in this around this storyline. He's too sarcastic heel, and he's funny, and that's not good. Like he him on commentary with his comedy wit took away from the seriousness of this match to me. Like, I genuinely... Like, it's not that his performance was bad. He was funny. He was good. And that's his character. I just don't like a funny, ha-ha character in the world title picture. And I don't... I really don't like it after seeing that, like, awesome hype package from Morrissey and Moose. And then he's on commentary just kind of, like, undermining both of them and making, like, funny little jokes. But it's not, like... the ma- it, it was a disservice to the match, I feel like. Because the, the match was really heavy-hitting. Um... And I thought it was actually really good. I mean, it was an accurate description of, of of two big guys working really well, really snug, some gnarly, intense bumps in there from those guys. That power bomb was sick. Um, <sighs> it was a really good brawl for what it was. I mean, Moose took a hell of an ass whooping. Um, couple of stutter steps in there, but way better than I expected. Really solid match. I give it three and three quarter beers, almost four beers. Um, Really enjoyed this one. I probably would have given it four, maybe even four and a half if commentary had been better. And it's really, it's again, it's not Myers' fault. I just really did not like the ha-ha that he's trying to put in on the main event or on the world title picture. It should have been the main event, but we'll get to that. Um, Where are you at on Morrissey versus Moose here? Dude, this was a lot better than I expected
1: it to be, honestly. And they really put in some work. I went three and a half beers. Morrissey the like most all,
0: improved for sure.
1: Dude, almost almost right there with you, just three and a half. And they even said on commentary, again, big meaty men slapping meat. And I yeah. mean, these are is a whole different type of big meaty men slapping meat. And like you said, there's a few little botchy spots, but they didn't like really let that like hinder anything. That just kept going, kept flowing. Lots of fucking big ass just power moves and the BQE, the power bomb on the apron, it was just he had a couple of them. The Uranagi through the table, and a big audible like fucking something by Morrissey he yelled "fuck" really loud. Like, yeah. And I, I get what you said about Brian Myers, but some of his stuff kind of popped me. Like uh, when no, Morrissey was, was hovering, when Morrissey was hovering over the table, he goes, he goes, "Back up, Giant Gonzalez! She ain't gonna win the uh, belt over here."
0: He goes, yeah, "Get back yeah. in the
1: ring." <laughs> yeah, no, he's like, no, he's I, just jealous because yeah. my hair is prettier, and just. So I get why that took it away from the seriousness a little bit, but I like a little I, chuckle here. There, it's just like King or Jr. cracking some a random. Yeah, funny I I, I get that, match. but
0: I don't know. I, it, 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 honestly, if he had been like just on commentary, maybe it wouldn't have bothered me. But the fact that he's on commentary because he's in the angle, it's it like like it's not enough for them just to have the singles match. That bothered me. Like it's like ah, uh, that's a miss. Like. If you want, if you want him involved, get him involved after after the match. Or he like, should have
1: been on commentary for their match on Impact, yeah, like yeah, the tag exactly, match on exactly. Impact or whatever. Yeah,
0: it, this should. Yeah, he should not have been here for this. It just it it took away. Again, his performance great, really yeah, witty, funny joke, super funny, funny guy, great guy. Yeah, and I and I love Myers. Like, and he's underrated in the ring, like a really good worker. But um, I don't know. It just cracking jokes the whole time. I it just it took away from the match for me for sure. Um, now. Let's get to that. Should have been that should have been the main event. That should have closed yes. the show for sure. Uh, it was not poor choice in booking. We got uh, Team Impact versus Honor No More here. Um, it's a big ass multi-man match, and this 100% should have been on the show, but it should have opened the show. This is how the show should have opened. Um, and then you could have had the, the X division match after that, or maybe even like a Mickey James, uh, Tasha Steel's there. And then the X division match and flow everything else, the way you had it on the card from then on really dumb, not to put your world title on as the main event, uh, especially with those guys all for this, this angle, like you're selling the idea that it's a ring of honor invasion, which is a bo- bad move. Like I just, I don't, I feel like you've already way missed the boat on that potentially even having any kind of interest in being a storyline. And then like Eddie Edwards, who's arguably one of your more popular baby faces. Um, you know, your impact guy, your bread impact guy, you know, joins the honor, no more guys and turns heel. I just feel like that's a miss. I just don't, I don't, I'm not a fan of Edwards these days. I don't think, I think he's definitely lost more than just a step. And he has to compensate it with completely changing his style to a much more brawling style. Um, and that sucks. I, I don't know. It's like, uh, especially the, like from a storyline standpoint, it's like, well, you know, I'm going to be, you know, Eddie, like, Oh, this is my family. I'm going back to my, you know, I, I had ring of honor times too. Like, bro, you were a lot more fit in ring of honor and you were a technical wrestler in ring of honor when you were there. Like you were not that dude at all anymore. Like this, this Eddie Edwards is very much impact wrestling. And I just think it's a miss. I don't know. This is—it's it, just a big miss to turn him heel. Bad to end the show this way. I, I only gave the match two beers. I just—it it really wasn't for me. Um, what did you think about this multi-man?
1: Another winner, winner, chicken dinner tied up because I also gave it two beers and it was—I mean—the wrestling itself was entertaining. There's some cool spots, you know, people flipping around, PCO's old ass still doing crazy shit. But God, yeah, like that said, the story! The roof. My goodness. Yeah, that was fucking, dude. Shout out to PCO. Old ass is still cutting up out here. I like still that. I got a. I bought a PCO T-shirt last time Ring of Honor came to town. Remember that Chris uh, Hamrick bump that he used to do? Oh
0: yeah, that's like, fucking, dude. That thing is gnarly. That, like yeah, that's it's, that, That's what the piece, dude. He cleared the ropes and hit nobody and just yeah. dove out there. Like, I was like, wow. And he's like what fifty something, fifty yeah. five. He might even exactly. be early. He might even be like older than that. I'm not yeah. sure. I got to, I got to Google it, but yeah, and he's man. been around
1: for a long time. I mean, shit, he, he wrestled Bret Hart. So back in the day. So that means, you know, he's been around for a while, but yeah. dude, yeah, too much going on. Like when you have a 10 man match like this, like follow that new Japan style, that's an opener. That's a, like, you don't do yeah. that. The pacing, like the way they booked that one, uh, match with Diana Parrazzo is the way they booked the show. Like they did not, just not in the right order. Like, it really – I mean I understand what they wanted to do. They wanted not have the turn in the end, but they could have put this like towards the middle or even before Moose and Morrissey, like anything. But at the main event and not your fucking world title, we always complain WWE does the same bullshit all the time. They put some random like attraction match as the main event when like, dude, you got your fucking belt right here. This is the, the reason yeah. like why your main star – this is what yeah. they're fighting for. This is the main prize have of the company. Be. It has to be, and then no, we're gonna put some bullshit gimmick match: Shane McMahon versus the the Yeti. I don't know the Yeti. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Shane McMahon versus Bad Bunny.
1: The Yeti. Uh,
0: although that would probably be a banger of a match, actually.
1: <laughs> yeah, but that that should be the main event.
0: No, definitely not. Definitely not. I mean, I, I yeah, I mean, I agree. I think that. I mean, I, I do think that you know uh, overall the show was really good though. I mean, it was a good show for sure. Um, sig- I mean, miles better than Elimination Chamber. Oh yeah, like no, no debate in this kayfabe comparison. Unanimous decision. No surrender. Significantly better show. Um, I would say go watch it if you get a chance. Um, it's definitely worth a watch. Uh the, the you know the four way X Division Championship match was great. Tag match between Good Brothers and God was great. Main event, um, main that event, even Doris yeah. and Jonah, like lots yeah, of good matches on yeah, the show. Yeah. Almost all the single and that was and without even Jay white
1: know. and switchblade, even yeah. though it was, you might be an Eric Young fan. At you the risk like, of well, this sounding, yeah, this at the of risk tea. of,
0: yeah, at the risk of this sounding sexist, all the men's singles matches, actually all the men's matches, including that tag match were very good, except for the multi-man match. Wasn't very good, but everything else was was pretty solid. Um, and the women's division, dude, listen, impact women's division. They have, they have the capability of having absolute bangers for sure. Um, just was a miss this night. Um, big, big fan of that division for sure. I think they have one of the strongest women's divisions in all of wrestling. Um, but yeah, just was a miss for the most parts on this night overall still though. I, I rated, um, above, this above average show it was like three and three quarter beer average for, um, for no surrender. So significantly better show. Um, unanimous, unanimous decision for impact, uh, Wix, you're with me on that one, right?
1: Oh yeah. 100%. Honestly, after I watched the first half of no surrender, I was like, oh yeah, better than elimination chamber by far. Definitely.
0: Definitely definitely better than elimination chamber by far. I am excited. Thank you guys so much for joining us this week. It has been again, WWE elimination chamber 2022 from Saudi, uh, versus impacts, no surrender 2022 impact taking this one hands down in the comparison. Uh, next week, we are covering MLW for the first time on the show. It's MLW Super Fight 2022. That's going to be going up against a 15 year throwback, TNA's De- Destination X from 2007. Pretty hype about that. Um, the storylines in 2007 TNA were dog shit level bad, uh, but the matches, as far as I remember most of it, was were pretty good. I know that we were still running on the heels of Samoa Joe and um Kurt angle that storyline and we're also the X divisions v- popping off x divisions popping off aj styles versus christopher daniels after they're like split from as a tag team is kind of coming in here um yeah we got we got really good stuff coming on and uh as far as the the gimmick stuff uh, kevin nash is 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 helping elevate the x division guys which is super funny and there's some quality stuff in there for sure i'm excited to go back and visit that also mlw first time on the show wex are you pumped about that Fuck yeah! I'm ready to see Alex Kane toss some motherfuckers around. Yeah, dude, I'm I'm hyped for that. It's 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 about time seeing the. I've never really got to experience the Von Ericks either. Ah, uh, the newest version of them. So I'm I'm hyped to see uh, them in the ring. Of course, Lawler as well is an absolute beast. So, um, yeah, I'm hyped to see MLW and what we've got on the card there. Then two weeks from now, we finally, finally, uh, get an AEW pay per view to cover again. It's AEW Revolution 2022. <laughs> Going up against another 2007-era show, but this time it's WWE. It's WWE No Way Out 2007. Um, I'm pretty hyped about this. We're getting the uh, the repackaging, the PG version of DX. Um, it was a staler version, but honestly, some of the uh, almost Nickelodeon-style humor of it is Funny to me. It's funny to revisit this year. I have a love hate relationship with everything from like 2006 to like 2010 in WWE. I feel like I either absolutely adore it and think it's awesome, or I think it's the stupidest shit they've ever done. Um, so yeah, I'm 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 hype. I'm hype about that, man. I'm hype about that. And of course AEW. I mean, come on. Like, wh- do do you, do you have a rundown for what do we have confirmed for the AEW paper I know it's you know we got so we got Colin Page for for the title. That's on top. All right, right. So we got
1: Colin Page for the world title. Yeah. Uh, there is going to be a three-way tag team title, uh, triple threat tag team title match Jurassic Express, Red Dragon, and a still to be undetermined, um, team that hasn't been announced yet. It's going to be a battle, a tag team casino battle Royale to get the other team, but we think it's going to be the Young Bucks. It only makes sense for them to be the other team because... We saw Dynamite Red Dragon eliminated them, so they're setting up that storyline. Then we got Chris Jericho versus Eddie Kingston, which I'm Ooh. looking forward to that. That's going to be great.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm really hoping Eddie Kingston pulls off the win in that one.
0: Yeah. We're
1: also getting, uh, let's see, Ty Conti versus Jake Cargill for the TBS title. Yeah. We're getting, mm, is that it? Oh, and we're getting CM Punk versus MJF in the dog collar match.
0: Ooh, dog collar match. I'm excited about that, man. Dude. Okay. Listen, I love this show and the ladder match. I do. I love this show. Yeah. But I'm watching, you know, six hours of wrestling a week is a lot. And I like, I have literally like about a month's worth of dynamites and rampages on my DVR that I have not watched yet. Like I just, I'm, I'm so far like the last dude, the last AEW that I watched, I only watched the opening match and it was that ladder match with Sammy Guevara and Cody Rhodes. So it's and been that like was really good. That was really it was good. amazing. That was like and a that, month ago. Yeah. So I'm like, I think I'm, I think I'm ex- at like eight shows total. Like I'm like four weeks behind, like including rampages. Usually what I do with rampages, I have it on my DVR. So what I do with rampages usually is I, I, I actually don't even really watch the matches. I watch like I play the stuff in between the storyline stuff that they're furthering. I mean, I now watch hook because hooks matches are like, you know, two minutes of him just beating the shit out of somebody. Um, is Hook wrestling at the pay-per-view? I feel like he should. Oh, yeah. I'm sure he'll have like a match or something. Maybe QT
1: Marshall.
0: I want to see Maybe like... Him
1: building that storyline up.
0: I don't understand why Hook and Hobbs aren't a thing. I feel like Ho- Hook and Hobbs is like, that sounds like a cool tag team. I feel like they have two like contrasting styles. Like, it just feels like that would work.
1: Hook and Hobbs, that's a good idea. Maybe you should call up uh, Taz and be like, yo. He's like, no, my son's not going to be in the tag team. He's going to do suplexes. Hook and Hobbs, accident, but, bro. Like
0: I feel like that's just yeah, like, Hook and Hobbs that... Hook and Hobbs versus uh Proud Prou- Proud and Powerful. Is that what it is? Proud and powerful? Is that right? LAX. P- 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 I'm P- just powerful, calling it. LAX, everyone to call it yeah.
1: Santana and Ortiz. Santana and Ortiz.
0: I feel like that would be a banger. Um, yeah. Jurassic Express, Hook and Hobbs. I mean, hey,
1: come on. I'm now. looking forward to that ladder match because uh, we have Will Hobbs. Uh, and Keith Lee, and they had a little backstage segment on Dynamite where he uh, kind of went up there and tr- uh, Starks was talking shit, and then Hobbs tried to intimidate Keith, which they're the same size, so I don't think that's going to happen, but imagine what's going to happen when they touch meat.
0: My goodness. My goodness. That's a lot of, <laughs> a lot of big black meat. i going to leave that there. Leave that alone. On that note... I think that's going to do it for us this week. Um, we'll see you guys next week. You can always find the show at KFABECOM on all the socials except for Tiki where at kfabe.com pod. Uh, Mr. Wex Breaking the Lawson is doing his very best to spread our uh, social media germs out everywhere and just spread it out to the world. Um, he's doing a pretty good job, actually. I feel like you I know, see it in my all the timeline. Always 100% original content all the time. Always 100% original content all of the time. Um, yeah, man, that social media clout is so important. My goodness, you live and die for it, right? It's so tasty. You can always find me at Daniel Daybreak everywhere. Uh, Wex, where can people find you, man? Give them the script.
1: Oh, you can always find your boy Wex out of Wex, breaking the lawsuit on all of your social medias. And that's not breaking, it's breaking the...
0: So, B-R-E-A-K-I-N. No G. Exactly. Breaking the... Breaking the T H E. That's how P-H-E. we do. It. That's how
1: we say it down here in
0: Tennessee. In Tennessee. Like yeah, Tennessee. good for us. Uh, <laughs> all right, we're out. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. Peace.